Are you a man who has everything figured out except for love? My name is Chris Harders and I help men find love in 60 days or less. In this podcast, I'm pulling back the curtain and giving you my no fluff answers for how you can have that same success in your dating life. This is Men's Modern Dating Secrets. Okay, so welcome to Men's Modern Dating Secrets, episode four. We are talking about flirting today. My name is Chris Harders, and I am so excited. So this, I feel like, is going to be such a cornerstone, crucial episode because flirting is such a like common thing I hear people talk about. I hear people say, what's your pickup line? And, and, and then a lot of shows, a lot of media, a lot of culture talk about flirting, about banter, about swagger, about men who got it and men who don't. And I feel like they tend to be talking about this skill when they bring it up. And (laughs) I have a different opinion of what flirting is than what I see most people talk about. So First, let's talk about what most people talk about, and then we're going to dive into what I understand flirting to be, and I'm going to give you some, some do's and don'ts about what it, when it comes to flirting. I am going to really lay out with a few different metaphors how I understand flirting to be so it can be a lot more crystal clear in your mind, especially with my connection model, with, with this idea of all of a all of a relationship really being built around connection. Yes, flirting can be a lot of fun. Yes, flirting can spark interest and and really magnify interest and maybe even sexuality and sensualness and who knows, maybe you'll even have fun just off flirting. That being said, if you really want a relationship that's going to go further more than just let's say a one-off or a one night, the connection side is going to really matter. And you don't want to just be banking on, you know, every woman that you go up to and and flirt with is just in the mood and ready to go. Because that is what I believe most people think of as flirting is, oh, if you just flirt long enough, she's going to like you and then want things to happen. And, And I have found the connection side to be so important. And I've actually found flirting to be a very small amount of the pie comparatively to connection building. And that being said, it is extremely useful when when you're going into a, a, an engagement with a woman. So if, if you're meeting her for the first time, um, it, whether it's on a date, whether you met on a dating app. Now, if you're on a dating app, she's already kind of interested in you. So you don't actually need to flirt that much. A small little secret that I don't think a lot of people realize. So it's kind of funny when some guys actually do really well on dating apps, but they don't understand why they can't have the same sort of thing show up when they go into other atmospheres, whether it's um, social sort of settings and um, friend groups or parties, or if they're just going out to, who knows, a bar, a club, they just see an attractive woman on the street and they don't really get why what they're doing online or the success they're having dating doesn't translate over. Now, of course, there's nerves. Of course, they may just be nervous going up to a woman that they don't know in person. But the thing is, on a dating app, she's already interested in the guy. So he doesn't actually have to do very much flirting in order for her to be interested in him because she already is. So actually the connection building phase is more important on a date with somebody that he already knows. Um, Of course, flirting can help, but it's not really the end all be all. It's not that significant. That being said, if if it's not a date, if you are just going up to somebody Flirting is going to be pretty useful for you. And you're going to notice that the skills that I bring up, yes, some of them are going to be completely inappropriate to, to bring up in settings that are not 
um, destined for romance, it can work in many other settings. It can work at networking events. It can work with men if you're if you want to just talk to men and get along with them too. It can work with them when used correctly with some of the things that I'm going to bring up. That being said, what I'm going to be talking about today obviously is related to dating. Obviously, it's related to talking to women. So that's what we're going to be focused on. Now, I want to talk about what I see most people thinking flirting to be. So I would say in our culture, flirting seems to be related to swagger, confidence, uh, uh, being the guy that women want, some, something like that. But I understand flirting to be a little bit different. So we're going to get into that in just a sec. I want to, I want to just break down what I actually consider to be what I think a lot of people mistake as flirting. So when I hear people talk about flirting, I hear two very common misconceptions of what flirting is, as well as a third that is what I consider to be the more accurate way of thinking about flirting, at least in my model of how things work. So I hear a lot of people who, who <laughs> I definitely see this a lot on reality shows, um, especially these ridiculous. I would say ridiculous reality shows where, you know, it's women competing over a man, man competing over a woman. Usually these are extremely gorgeous people, um, probably a high, (laughs) probably high Instagram followers and, and who knows what else, these influencer type people. And, you know, there's a little bit of shallowness going on. I'm not gonna lie. So then a guy will go up to the girl on the show and he'll basically just say, I just want you to know, I think you are so stunning. I think you are just absolutely attractive the way your skin glistens in the wind. And and so they'll be like saying this like ridiculous over the top, um, like sonnet to the girl about how attractive they think she is in my map of how things go. This is not flirting. This is stating your intention. It can work. It can be extremely effective in clarifying whether the woman is interested in him or not. And if, if she is, then it's a lot easier for the guy at least to maybe kiss her, maybe make out with her. Um, he's still going to have to actually get to know her for, for any sake of a long-term relationship unless they are just so happy as this like, hey, we're just two pretty people who are in a relationship. Or, or <laughs> um, But I haven't really seen that to be the case. I've seen that when people just get in a relationship based on the fact that they find each other physically attractive – Beyond, but don't focus on anything else. It, it's going to tend to be a very shallow relationship, not necessarily built to go the distance that will uh, inevitably have a lot of drama in it because they don't have much trust. They just don't have much of anything beyond, hey, we're, we're really pretty together. We, uh, uh, we're really good at building an Instagram following together, something like that, right? So so the way that I understand that method of flirting, I don't really consider it flirting. I consider it stating your intention. Now, the benefit of it is it's very effective. So if she's into him already, if she's already interested in him, him going up to her and saying, hey, I think you are attractive is a, is an attraction magnifier because this displays confidence. So if the woman's already kind of on the fence or already slightly interested, him just going up and stating he's interested in her. I mean, it's not flirting, but it is stating his intentions and that might win it for her, for him. He, she might just be interested in him on that alone. Now, another thing that I see, um, um, but the downside of this, <laughs> cause there's definitely a downside. The downside of this is what if you aren't the most attractive? What if she isn't already attracted to you? Well, <laughs> then you're just saying, Hey, I think you're really attractive. And she's like, all right, uh, thanks. And like, and and then if she states verbally, I mean, that, that would be kind of the worst, but if she were to say, by the way, I'm not really interested in you. Well, now what do you do with that? Now, what are you talking about with an uphill battle? Um, so I would say like, uh, 
just going out and stating your intention, yes, it's effective and just clarifying, but it's also really based on physical attraction for the most part. So I don't consider that flirting. Another thing I don't consider flirting is just being funny. So you're going to see women say this a lot and even dating experts, women like a funny guy. And I would actually disagree with that. I believe women like a guy that makes them laugh and laughter isn't necessarily from being funny. Funny is just one funny and, and laughter have a lot of overlap, but I was a stand-up comedian for several years before I got into dating and I was funny as a stand-up comic. I had filled rooms. I won a comedy competition. I was paid at one point and none of that was helpful for dating. In fact, most of what I did to try to be funny probably just made me look really weird or odd or like I was trying too hard and I was doing all the wrong things. I wasn't really trying to build connection. I was trying to impress her. And that's not actually what women want. They want to build connection. So, or, or they, they want to be with somebody who's built a connection with them and, and that they can enjoy being with. They don't want a guy who's like, please like me, please like me, please like me, please let me dance around for you and, and, uh, and you know, be funny for you. That's not what they actually want. That, that would be, could you imagine that relationship if, even if it were flipped? How, how not fun of a relationship would that be? You want someone who's your equal in this. So what I see flirting to be is I see flirting to actually be verbal play. And flirting is inviting a woman or a guy if you're trying to network, but we're gonna, we're gonna focus on dating right now, um, a woman to engage with you. And once she's interested in engaging with you, the flirting is largely done and now you're focused on connection building. So one way I like to think about this is if you were a kid, I'm almost certain you would have been in class and there would have come a time when you're in this class and you're all focused on the teacher, whatever the teacher's writing on the board, maybe you're even bored of whatever the teacher's writing on the board. And there's a kid in your class who's a little bit of a class clown. And that class clown is just trying to rile people up and is just trying to do silly things, whether it's making faces, whether it's poking you and saying like, tag, you're it whether it's like throwing a paper airplane at you, that class clown is trying to, in some ways, like break you, but really they're trying to get you to like play back, right? And that's what I consider flirting to be. I consider it you throwing some stuff out there, throwing some stuff verbally out there. You could also do this non-verbally, but heck, we're on a podcast, so I'll give you some verbals that you can practice and then really start like from that, really run with it and make them your own, come up with new things like like this is not something that is just, uh, these are the lines. No, this is something that um, you'll get very creative with and you'll really be able to come up with your own ideas after a while. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, you're that class clown here just long enough for the engagement to happen. And then you're, you're transitioning into getting to know her, building that connection. And another way that I like to think about this is if your entire conversation and relationship building process with her was like building a fire. And at first there's some logs potentially in the fire, but you need to get the fire going. So flirting is that spark. So whether it is a match, whether it's lighter, whether it's a lighter fluid, it's whatever it's going to take to get those logs lit. So maybe you just need to hold that match there at that log for a while before it finally lights. And then once those logs are lit, no matter how much additional like lighter fluid you throw on or or matches you throw in, 
they're they're not really going to continue to last. They might they might throw a, a quick spark up. They might be useful if the fire, if those logs slow down with their burning. You might need to re-engage. You might need to throw in another spark of engagement. But that's how I consider flirting. It, the goal is not to stay focused in flirting. And, and I have no men who have stayed focused in flirting for too long in the interaction. And then the woman, she like kind of has fun, but eventually she sort of peters out and she's like, all right, well, like, <laughs> thanks for the fun guys. And, and she'll walk away. And um, she's not really that interested in the guys because while it was fun, there wasn't more to it. So it's very easy for her to sort of walk away and be like, yeah, that was good. That was, that was enjoyable. And you to kind of be left thinking, oh man, I, I really want, you know, to, I really was hoping that was going to go somewhere else. But if you were to think about it from her perspective, she's kind of like, all right, well, that's just something they do to people. That's just something they do. They're funny people. He doesn't really know much about me. You know, why would I continue engaging with him? Unless she, for whatever reason, is just really attracted to you, really finds it interesting. And it just happens to be maybe even that time of the month where she just wants to have a little bit of fun. Well, then you're going to have a really great night. Things can be really great. And then there's a good chance not much will come out of that beyond that. Or maybe it'll be like a, a small friends with benefits thing at best. And, and I say that at best, having had a lot of experience, sort of seen a lot, the connection building side is really, really useful, <laughs> really useful, um, regardless of the type of relationship you want, but really if you want one to go the distance. So that's how I look at flirting. And... And now I want to go into the, the four different ways that I think of, of like being useful flirting. Because let's say you haven't ever flirted before. Let's say you're like, okay, dude, I, I kind of get it conceptually, but I've never flirted before. What would I do? Well, I mean, first off, you're going to have to be in a situation where there's women, right? So maybe you're on a date. Maybe you are out at a bar. You are going to have to strike up conversation with them. At some point, I'll probably have an episode on how to get a conversation going, but that's not the purpose of this episode. And the, the thing that you want to really focus on is as much as you can, and this can be a, a, a challenge for a guy, especially a guy who hasn't embraced this side of him for a while, who hasn't really tapped into that side of play. And by the way, a lot of adults haven't. And so when you start embracing the side of play and you start engaging people in the way that we're going to talk about, like the world's going to open up for you. People are just going to love you. People are going to want you around. They're going to enjoy you. It's just going to be really trippy for you if you haven't experienced this before. So it's engaging in a state of play when you're going out. So rather than saying, does she like me? Does she like me? Does she like me? How am I going to mess this up? Instead of saying all that, just think, what would be really fun to do or to say right now? that is going to be a much more useful thing for you to do. And to just say, hey, we're playing. Whatever comes out right now, we are just playing. And that's just such a useful frame in general when you're having a conversation. I remember one frame that I used to have or one thought that I used to have in my mind, which I didn't even realize until someone pointed out to me at one point, but actually ended up being extremely useful for me was I used to ask myself this question in my head without really knowing it. And heck, you might even call it a little bit arrogant or cocky or something, but it was really useful is I would say, I wonder how long it's going to take before she realizes that she likes me. That's what I used to think when I was in a conversation with a woman. And, and there was no good reason to think that. But you know what? What was the worst that could happen? Is me be like, oh, all right, well, she walked away before she realized she, she liked me. All right, next. Like, 
Like that was the worst that could possibly happen. And the best was, well, then she started liking me. But either way, I was actually like enabling a little bit of that swagger, a little bit of that um, machismo that I think a lot of other guys have without having to just have the machismo that other guys have. I was just embodying it by having that sort of thought and it sort of came through with the way I was showing up. So when you have the state of play, the state of let's just have fun and Generally speaking, what, what's going to be useful for you is just think, okay, well, how can I have fun right now? Just start asking yourself that question because as you start having more fun, she's going to start having more fun. There's this whole mirror neurons concept. And the idea is that we have these neurons in our brain where when we're watching somebody, we can actually kind of sense how they're feeling, how they're experiencing things. Not only can we sense it, but we start feeling more that way. So if you hang out with a lot of sad people, you're probably just going to be more sad. And you're going to be like, what is going on? Why am I sad? Well, it's because of the people you're hanging out with. Similarly, if you are in a state of play, if you're in a state of sort of silliness, she's going to pick up on that. And she's going to feel a little bit more that way too. And I remember when I first learned one of the most useful things that I could about how to engage with a state of play whenever I wanted. And it was from this, this man who used to play instruments at a Celtic fair and he was also a hypnotist. And what he discovered was he had clients who would have really tough issues, traumas and things that they're trying to get through. And he found that hypnosis was useful, but then he realized that when he encouraged his clients to laugh while they were doing the walking them through the process of undoing this trauma and, th and there was a whole process for it, he found that the laughter radically sped up the, the results because laughter was releasing oxytocin. It was changing the way neurons were firing. And, and so it would get people out of whatever state of, of, un, un, of dis-ease they were in and bring them into this more comfortable state. And so I said, I wonder if that would work for when I was talking to women and just talking to people in general. And it did. The cool thing was I would start laughing and the, you, what most people don't realize is you don't actually have to laugh at anything. You don't need a stimulus to laugh. Laughing is just an action and you can just go, ha, 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 and you can just choose to laugh. And if you just do it long enough, it becomes a little bit more normal. So when I'm engaging with people, I'm not always fully laughing. I'm not just like laughing my butt off, but I'm, I'm really channeling laughter a little bit more. Maybe you can hear my voice once in a while because I realized that laughter and happiness and fun is contagious. And once I had that piece, it's going to make me look more confident. It's going to make me look more compelling. It's going to raise my energy level. And the women are going to be naturally more curious about me. Not only that, whatever words leave my mouth, even if they're not quite right, are going to, it's going to work better. They're, they're going to like, the woman will just be slightly amused because of what I'm saying. And I used to learn this when once in a while we would have a group of um, international people come to a stand-up comedy um, show. And I remember some comedians would be really stressed out when this would happen because none of their material would work. And they would be like, that was the worst crowd I'd ever been in. <laughs> and and so I, I kind of laughed when they said that because I was like, well, yeah, I mean, you're, you're trying to speak uh, – you're trying to speak like great English where they need to really be able to like match meanings and not meanings and, and, and all the, all the concepts that go into good joke writing. And that's just not going to work with an audience that doesn't speak much English. So I went on stage and then I just had fun and we talked about words. And, and then I, I joked about like 
what they probably thought were confusing words in the English language, like your and your and there and there and there, and all these things that for us as native English speakers probably won't be that big of a problem, but for them, it might be a little bit confusing. And so it was fun to, to play with them. And so they were laughing, even though legitimately my jokes weren't very funny, but I was trying. And not only that, I was having a good time. And because I was having a good time, they started having a good time. And I was one of the few people that was like, all right, well, I don't know what we're going to talk about because y'all, y'all don't speak much English, but I'm going to at least have fun with it. And so they appreciated that. And just like, she's going to appreciate it. She's going to be like, all right, well, I mean, this isn't the <laughs> exactly what I signed up for for tonight, but I, I mean, this is great. This is interesting. I'm having fun. And then from there, you can transition very easily into connection building questions. So this one, this first piece is that state of play. How can you have fun in the interaction? The more fun you have, the more fun she can have. When you have a few of the examples that I'm going to share in just a moment, I think it's going to make it all a little bit more clear for you. Now, next is this, the words that you actually use. So we're going to get to that in a sec. Yes, the words matter. Um, they're not, they're not everything. There's so much more that can be translated through your energy, through your, your body language, through your nonverbals, through the big friggin' smile on your face as you're engaging with her, with holding that eye contact, with having a, a, an open, open body language, letting her know you're confident, using your hands, all these different things. But that being said, um, uh, the words are going to matter too, uh, especially too, if we're like talking about text messaging. And by the way, with text messaging, I use emojis like no one's business, and I don't know how I could use how I could do a podcast episode on that. At some point, I'll probably have some content out there about how I use emojis and how I really use those to to lead and run um, the the messages that I'm having in a really powerful way. When you can't communicate everything that you mean through just words and text alone, and these emojis are really a great bridge to to that human level of connection um, over text. So. Um, so next is the words. And then number three is making sure that she actually knows you're flirting, you're being playful and that you're not like, that you're not in being intentionally mean or vulgar or what, whatever with the way that you're, you're teasing her with the way that you're playing with her, with the way that you're flirting with her. So at the end of a joke, um, at the end of flirting, I might say something like, oh, I'm just kidding. I think that's really cool. So I'm doing something, I'm doing a grounding statement to let her know, okay, that whole last thing I said, yes, maybe it ruffled your feathers a little bit, but it was in good play. And then I follow that up with a connection building question. So this is that this is that idea of, okay, let's keep lighting that log. Let's keep lighting that log of fire until the log is lit. And once the log's lit, once you're like, okay, cool. Now she's really sharing some great stuff with me. Now you're shifting the conversation more to just rapport building, to to acknowledging the things she's saying, to asking deeper questions, to when you can, chime in a little bit about yourself. And, and that's what really gets that fire going in a big way. But the flirting is the first part, and it is a lot of fun, so long as you know when to, to reel it in. And that brings us to number four. And this is, I would say, either what to do or what to not do, which is know when to turn it off and when to turn it down. So what contexts are, should you just not flirt in? I would recommend strongly not to flirt at work unless, I would, I would just say don't flirt at work. 
find other thing, find other women, other places. There's so many women in the world. Don't flirt at work. I'm, I'm kind of blown away sometimes at the number of guys who are like, there's this woman at my work. And I'm just like, dude, there's so many women out there. It doesn't have to be the girl that you work with. Now I do understand there are relationships that start from the workplace setting, but there's also so many ways it could go wrong. I, re- I remember just some of the stories I've heard, uh, women tell me about, um, both what's worked and what hasn't worked in the work setting. And on both sides, I'm like, holy crap, that could have gone so badly. Um, so I don't think I'll go into those today. Maybe in a future episode, I would just say steer clear of the work setting, especially when you're beginning to learn flirting and beginning to practice. Cause every once in a while you might say something that pisses somebody off that rubs her the wrong way. That kind of overdoes it. You, you meant well, it didn't go well. You said, Hey, no, no, I was kidding. And she's like, get the heck out of here. It happens. It happens. Like, like this is you learning a muscle and really what you're learning is calibration. You're learning, all right, how far can I push things right now? What can I say that she's going to enjoy? And then what is a little bit too far over the line? And that is something that you learn in time. But of course, I'm going to give you some ideas to get going. So when to turn it on, or when to turn it off, when to tune it down are going to be very important for you. And I would say, I would say when in doubt, turn it off, then there's going to be those guys who are really nice guys who believe almost anything is going to be too insulting or too much for them. I would recommend turning that, turning it up. But of course, over a podcast, when I can't be there, like uh, recommending things, hearing your story, um, it will be your discretion. Now we're going to talk about flirting and um, the categories specifically. I think it's really easy to think about it as categories, especially when you're getting started, because that way you can kind of come up with your own ideas from these categories and then the examples that I give. So one one really easy one is nicknames. You can have a nickname that you call her throughout the conversation and even over text. That's why it's really great. There can be callbacks here um, based on something about her. It can be about where she's from. So you can just call her by the place she's from. You can just be like, okay, Ohio. Well, tell me about, um, tell me about your, the best job you've ever had. Um, you can call her by, you, be careful, but you can often call, call her by the color of her hair. If it's, um, if she's like dyed her hair, you can be like, all right, blue. Um, all right, green. Um, I, uh, you're, you're going to have different mileage that you're going to have to play with as you're going. If she looks like somebody that is like a famous actor, you could like nickname her that famous actor. Be like, all right, Mariah Carey. All right, Mariah. Like, so you can be silly and playful, or let's say that she's a singer and sings like Mariah. Then you can call her like Mariah because that she's a singer. She's actually going to like that. She's going to think it's kind of fun. And, um, And so that's one way, just a nickname about something. You can just pepper this in now and again. It's a very easy thing. Let's say the conversation is kind of dying um, a little bit later on. You can just be like, whoa, all right, Mariah, wait, wait, tell me about that thing that you just brought up. And your energy combined with that, just that little word is going to, that nickname that you've come up with is going to get her kind of re-engaged. Another thing that I like to bring up early in a conversation, which is really fun, is you can do a disqualifier. So disqualifier is when you sort of do this takeaway as if you're not interested in talking to them. But in this way, it's very playful. It is very clear it's a joke. Or, or and, and so you're gonna be even a little bit more overly dramatic about it when they say, so let's say you ask the girl where she's from. And for whatever reason, Ohio's on my mind right now. So um, she says she's from Ohio. And you go, oh, I can't even talk to you. Okay, goodbye. It was really nice to meet you. And, and then she's like, what, what? And you just go, oh no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No. So 
I just find it so funny. Ohio has been on my mind all day. And, and then you come out here and say it. So I was just like, what is going on? Um, no, but that's really cool. You're from Ohio. So you see, I do the grounding thing after. Tell me, what did you like most about it? And now I'm asking her a question that I'm beginning to, I guess, light that log, right? I'm beginning to get that conversation going with that connection piece. Now, another thing. So she says uh, she's a she's a, into marketing. She really likes being a marketer. And I could be like, oh, oh my God, I can't even talk to you anymore. Uh, this conversation is done. And, and she's like, what? Why? And I'm like, oh, I, I have been a marketer for like the last four years and... <laughs> I, I don't know. It's kind of just, I just find it funny. I like left to get out of marketing. Now here I am talking with you. You know what? Honestly, I, I do just think it's just funny and that's all. Like I just find it extremely, I don't know whether it's synchro- synchronicity or just uh, or just coincidence or what, but I just find it so funny that I left a marketing job and now I'm talking to you. So anyhow, what about marketing inspires you? So if you heard that, first I bring up this disqualifier piece. Oh, I can't even talk to you. Goodbye. You're in marketing. Next, I ground it. No, 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 I'm just kidding. I, you know, I've been in marketing for so long. I come up with some sort of grounding statement. Doesn't have to be that long, but it is just this grounding statement follow up. And, and that is the idea of a disqualifier. Now, another thing that you can do is just innuendo. Innuendo is super fun and super easy. So Let's say she says she's from Ohio. Let's just go with that again. And you're like, oh, I've heard about you girls from Ohio. <laughs> Uh-oh, I better be careful. I've heard about you girls from Ohio. So now you're insinuating something. You're not actually saying anything. And, and then they might be like, oh, what? What did you hear about us? And you're like, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm so teasing. I, I'm sure you're absolutely great. Tell me, what do you like most about Ohio? So again, you're grounding it, but you brought in this little bit of fun. You're, you're letting her know, hey, I'm ready to play right now. Now you can also say something like, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh, Ohio, I've heard about you Ohio girls. I've heard that there's a little bit of trouble with y'all. I better be careful. And and, and again, you're just being playful. You say, no, 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 I'm just teasing. That's so cool. One of my best friends is from Ohio. Tell me, what about, um, what do you enjoy about there? And are you from Cleveland or somewhere else? So these are all just fun statements that, so that's an innuendo, just kind of like, you're not really actually insinuating anything specific necessarily, but but you're sort of like implying this meaning of maybe there's something off, maybe there's something that you should be careful of. And and you're doing a little bit of a takeaway. That's fun though. Another one could be like, uh-oh, you're uh, a marketer? Oh, my mom told me to be careful about marketers. And, 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 and then you just go like, no, I'm just, I'm just teasing. I think that's really cool that you're into marketing. I really can geek out on click-through rates and statistics and, and numbers. Tell me, what about marketing do you enjoy? And by the way, if, if you're, you're hearing me say these things right now and you're like, oh, dude, I could never do that. Well, I thought that at one point in time. Like You're just going to get creative and more used to this, more used to coming up with things on the fly and um, especially with the grounding statements. You'll get very used to being like, huh. What are things that I, I have in common? And the more you start noticing the ways you have commonalities with anybody, the better you're, you're just going to become this rapport building machine. It's friggin' wild. So, um, so that's like innuendos. Now, another fun one is role play. And I think this is super fun. I remember this is one of the first things that I did when I, when I first moved to Vegas. I didn't really know what I was doing. And, and so then I did this like takeaway thing. I forget what she said, but I was like, oh, I can't even talk to you anymore. This takeaway disqualifier thing. Um, takeaway and disqualifier, I consider essentially the same. And, um, 
just two words of the same thing. And so I said, Oh, I can't even talk to you. And, and she's like, what? And, and, and then she said something else. And I was like, Oh, worst ex-girlfriend ever. And, or no worst ex-fiance ever. And she's like, what? And I was like, yeah, that's right. That's why this relationship couldn't work out because you and I were not on the same page with the connection. You don't, you don't like dogs. Like, I mean, it was just doomed from the start, but I'm glad we gave it a shot. And now she's really having a fun time. And by the way, I made all of that up on the spot when I was in Vegas, but it's like, Hey, okay. So if I'm, if I'm going to pretend that we were in this ex-fiance relationship thing, what else would we do with that? Right. And other ways you can do it is like, you could role play about what you guys might do together. You can say, Oh, you're a marketer. Well, you know, I'm a, um, I'm an engineer. Oh my God. I got an idea. You and I, we're going to build, um, uh, the next, uh, SpaceX robot, except this one isn't just going to go to the moon and back or, or to Mars and back. This is going to go through time and back you on board. You do the marketing. I do the, the space thing. We split it 90, 10. I get 90, you get 10. So, so you see the last piece was me being a little bit teasy, a little bit like I get a little bit more than you, just childish humor. And then I would say, no, 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 I'm teasing, but seriously, how cool would that be? And now I can ask her about space. I can ask her about anything. I can really throw in and use my imagination about whatever the heck I'm interested in. And that's where this really is going to start to fly. When you're like, okay, well, what are fun role play things that I would want to do with a girl? And and you can just start building this stuff up. And not only like, is it fun in the moment, but these are all like callbacks you can do later on. You can be like, see, I knew it. I knew this is why we weren't going to work out. Oh, um, uh, that, that's one thing you can do way later on in the, in the interaction. If you want just for fun, if you need to spark things again, or if later on in the interaction, you're, like things are kind of dying down, you're like, okay, but seriously, red or blue for the rocket ship, what color are we going to paint it? So now you're bringing back all that fun that you had late, late earlier on. You're just reintroducing it to the conversation. Okay. But seriously, Ohio, red or blue, what color are we going to make the spaceship? So I'm just kind of throwing things out there right now so you can start understanding and start getting, okay, well, that's what a break and rapport is. And there's so many other ways. So there's a lot of um, just meme humor. So if, if you're on Instagram or really on any of these social media things, all these viral memes that have like one-liner sort of jokes, those are all things that you can bring to a conversation with a woman that are going to generally be perceived as playful and fun. Usually, um, they're going to be at some level plugged into what's going on with the collective culture, what's going on in terms of humor these days. And if you, I remember at one point in time, I was just following tons and tons of meme accounts on Instagram because I wanted to know what were girls that I was interested in, um, what were they laughing at? So I was following similar things to what women were following that, that were the type of woman I was interested in. And, and I was just watching, like looking at these memes every once in a while and getting all these ideas. Like, um, I think of even like the movie stepbrother and there's so many things from stepbrothers, um, uh, that you could bring in to, to, um, to the, the interaction with a girl early on. Like, um, I remember one thing that I used to say all the time that was super fun. And, and actually I heard somebody else say it in a bar. I saw the girl laugh at that and I was like, huh, good line. Why don't I try that? And, and the line was, see, this is why we can't have nice things. And in the right context, let's say she drops something, or let's just say you're just being dramatic. It's just funny and fun. And she gets that you're joking and that's the entire thing. And, um, 
And I remember another line from from uh, from Step Brothers is something like, "There's so much room for activities." When they're talking about like how you could have beds up on bunks and um, bunk beds, and this at the time was a popular movie. So when I would bring this up with women, they understood what I was talking about, or maybe they would throw out something about a movie, and if I knew the movie and knew other jokes related, I could throw those out, and like it would go extremely well. So those are some some good ideas to get going. I would say some other themes that I have to the way I flirt to get conversation going is sort of um, uh, minimizing and exaggerating things that she says. So if, if she's saying, um, if I ask how her day is, it's like, yeah, you know, it's just okay. It was just like whatever. Well, I mean, that's okay. But what I can do with that is I can either exaggerate it or minimize it. So what I would probably say is, oh, worst day ever, huh? Worst day ever, worst day of your life. Tell me, how are you ever going to like make it out of this? Think you're going to make it out? And I'm just being silly. I'm being melodramatic. I'm being over the top. And then she's going to think that's funny. She's going to think that's fun when delivered correctly, when just delivered with this sense of play, when I'm not really too concerned about the, the outcome. That's really fun. Um, a way of minimizing it would be, let's say she's, um, uh, she's like CEO of some sort of, uh, you know, big name company. And I'd be like, all right. So it sounds like, you know, it sounds like you, you got your foot in the door, like good for you. And it's intentionally a joke and she will get it. This is not in no part. I, I, I think I've beat this enough, but I want to be very clear. No part of this is, is me bringing her down or taking her down a pick. It's all in good fun. She knows she's a badass at her job. So all I'm saying is, all right, well, you know, everyone's got to start somewhere. <laughs> and she knows what I'm doing. And so I can just be playful with it because she knows. So these are ideas. And, and hopefully that this has gotten some of your, your, your mind churning. And I, I would encourage you watch some comedies, um, especially some silly comedies. Um, check out meme accounts. Just come up with your own ways of being creative. I mean, it's really like playing improv at the first few minutes of of the of the interaction. And the interesting thing is, this is only the beginning, and then it does shift to that connection building. So now let's get into one more category of flirting, and I want to caution you. I want to give you a brief word of warning. This is. Eh, a little bit adult oriented. It's it's not going to be very. Uh, it's not going to be extremely crass or anything. But we are getting into the sexual realm of things, and it can be a little bit. Um, it's going to involve a little bit more of you being like, okay, I'm an adult first off, and the content is you know geared towards adults, and then second, there are forms of harassment that are related to being sexual in the incorrect situations with the words that you use. So be very intelligent and use your own discretion when you choose to use this. You do not need to use sexual forms of flirting in order for a woman to be interested in you, but it can be a lot of fun when done correctly. So I do need to make that abundantly clear because I'm going to get into some stuff where you're like, eh, I don't know, Chris, that's a little potentially for, for certain people listening, it can be a little bit over the, the top. Um, maybe you've never really had this sort of way of being, the way of interacting with people, or maybe you're just kind of uncomfortable with reading signs. Then cool, don't do it. But if you're up for it, let's dive in. Let's talk about 
different ways. You can be a little bit sexual with the way that you're talking to a woman. That can be fun. And I have had many, 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 many positive responses, even from women where I wasn't really interested in interested in them in a in a sexual way. And it was very clear. They knew it. I was just being fun with the sexual ways I was being with my conversation and then having a fat, big smile on my face, letting them know, hey, I am kidding. And they enjoyed the heck out of it. So with that discretionary word of warning, feel free to pause or turn this off if, uh, if that's not what you're into. If you do not want to hear this, I am just warning you. And now with that being said, we are going to get into how you can be a little bit sexual with the way you're coming across in a way that is playful, that is fun, that makes you be like, huh, all right, I'm interested, without you being like, well, let me just be blunt with um, with who I am and really being a little crass and, and uncalibrated with trying to be sexual in conversation. I am not a very sexual person um, as the way I show up verbally on dates. So I, I find it very interesting when people are like, you got to have this sexual frame. You got to be very sexual. And I'm like, well, she's going to know I'm sexual when I lean into kiss. She's going to know I'm sexual when we're at my place and things are happening. But in the meantime, and I, and I do think that at this point in time, there's a good chance that a lot of my confidence from my own experience, from my past, that's probably showing up with how I'm showing up into the inter- interactions. Like I am not concerned about, about like anything related to that, right? But there is a way to bring sexual flirting in that is clever, isn't raunchy, isn't body, and actually is going to get you a lot of points. And she's going to be like, oh, all right, this guy. I'm interested in this guy. This guy's fun. This guy gets it. This guy gets the game. This guy isn't putting all his cards on the table. This guy's being fun. And, and if you think about it, let's say she only wanted to sort of hook up with somebody for a night. Is she really going to want the guy that's just like, here I am, here I am, I'm, I like you, I like you so much. Um, she might, she might be kind of turned on by that, but usually these guys aren't going to be as fun and as fun in the, even in the bedroom as a guy who knows how to tease a little bit, who knows how to play a little bit, because that, I mean, that is going to generally speaking, make for a much more engaging sexual encounter. So um, how do we do this? Again, we're going to go back to innuendo. So one thing you can do is as you're talking to her as often as possible without being ridiculous. And I would say, I would say I don't do it too often, but I do do it a good amount. So um, take that vagueness of statement for what it is. You can misinterpret or reinterpret what she's saying in a sexual way. And, and what I'll do is, and so you can kind of look at it as like anywhere you could throw in a, that's what she said joke or anywhere you can throw in a, yeah. So anywhere you can throw in a, that's what she said joke, a statement. So let's say she said like, yeah, I'm having a hard time fitting it all in. And she's talking about her schedule, but she said, I'm having a hard time fitting it all in. Um, that can also have a connotation of a sexual thing. So you just be like, you could just be like, that's what she said. And, and that would, that would work. It'd be kind of fun. Another way you could go is I love it when you talk dirty to me. That, that was one that I learned early on and it is super fun. And you know what? The funny thing is it's even fun to say to like a lady at the checkout counter, like she'll find it funny because it's the right amount of clever. It's not you being overt. You're not even really hitting on her. You're just being fun. You're just being like, Hey, you want to play? You want to play? Isn't this silly? We're playing. And, uh, and obviously 
Gonna have to calibrate. Do not do this at work, but I, I, I don't imagine that you would. Um, that being said, it's super fun. And in other ways, one way that I really like is is um, to, there, there's two different things I like. One is just to be really curious and ask follow-up questions. So I'll be like, oh, really? Well, how hard is it to fit in? And, and so I'm asking a follow-up question and, and the way I ask it is very clear that I'm probably insinuating that there's more, that I intentionally misunderstood the statement. And, you know, then she's going to, um, she may or may not actually pick up on it. And, and if she's not picking up on it, but I think I can recover it and, and I'm pretty confident and pretty aware of calibration at this point. I'm just kind of like, let's ride this sucker. Let's see what happens if I keep going. So she'd be like, oh, well, I mean, you know, it, it just needs to get fit in. And I was like, well, yeah, it, it does need to get fit in. I, I just want to make sure that it, you know, it can fit and it's not going to, you know, hurt too much, but it can be really enjoyable. So I'm just being very silly. I am being very silly. It is a little over but she's going to think it's very amusing, assuming we've already had some level of rapport. Now, a simple, another simple way to do it is just to just say, oh, really? And, 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 and say it with sort of a sly grin, a little bit of a sly grin. I, I, I'm concerned saying that because I think it's very easy for a guy to think he's doing a sly grin or something clever and then for not really to come across the way he, he interpreted it to be. But it is a lot of fun to just be like, oh, Really? How hard is it to fit in? So anyhow, I have a lot of fun with, with sexual, with, with, with turning the, the conversation mildly sexual. And then you can always turn it back and be like, whoa, 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 what's going on in your mind? Really? What, what's, whoa, what's happening here? Whoa, calm, pump the brakes. I thought we were just talking about this, the schedule. And, and again, now you're just being funny and you're, you're keeping things going. And, and you can even say after that, so I'll be like, whoa, I, I thought we were just you know, talking about the schedule. Hey, I'm, I am a, a, a very good, you know, um, very good Catholic, Catholic raise. I would, I would never do something like that. Um, my goodness, where is your head at? Like, so I would say things like that extremely playfully. That's the, that's the key. Very playfully and, and really having the body language, just having a lot of fun with it. The more engaged you can be, the more over the top with your, your, your body language throughout this, the more expressive, the more fun you're going to have. So that's flirting in a nutshell, or should I say in like a 30 to 40 to 50-ish minute uh, podcast. I hope this was useful. I really do. I, I Again, I just want to clarify, when you see these guys on TV shows that are just going up to a girl and being blunt, one thing that I find amusing is like they're on these like reality shows and 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 I'm just thinking of one show on, on MTV. I don't I don't, I don't know. At some point, I'll probably call out the names of these people. But this guy is just being so overly just straightforward with his intentions with this woman of what he wants to do with her, of what he thinks of her. And she's like, oh, yeah, okay, I like that. And she's like curious. But like at the same time, she doesn't end up like doing anything with him because it's it's a little just too overt. It's a little too out there. She's even interested in him, but he's just laying it on so thick and over the top and being so direct that it's just – there's no real dance to it. There's no play to it. There's no even like, I mean, it's also like, well, dude, do you even know me? Do you even like me? Like, um, and, and so this, this gets into a whole nother realm of like how we choose relationships and how we choose sexual partners and all of that. But for the sake of this, this conversation, 
Flirting is getting that foot in the door. It is lighting that spark to get that fire going. It is saying, hey, tag, you're it. Tag, you're it. And I hope that's exciting for you. I hope that's a lot of fun for you. I hope that begins to give you an idea of, of flirting at a new way of thinking about it or um, uh, a more clever way of thinking about it. And and if it has, <laughs> I mean, great. And if it hasn't, well, you know, I did the best I could. So, um, so have a really great day and uh, to your success with dating and relationships and wishing you the best until the next episode. And the next episode is going to be about the friendship formula and and a little equation that might make understanding why relationships are working for you or why they're not a whole lot easier and more clear for you. So look forward to that next time. And for now, my name is Chris Harders. This is Men's Modern Dating Secrets. Do you want to talk to me one-on-one and get clarity about your current dating life? Right now, I'm offering 60-minute complimentary consultations with podcast listeners ready to make a change. On this call, we'll talk about where you're at, where you're stuck, and where you want to go with your love life. Go to chrisharder'sdatingcoach.com slash apply to book a call before my schedule fills. Until next time, I am Chris Harders, and this is Men's Modern Dating Secrets.